What's up, Internet? You're tuned into this week's episode of We Watched What If. And of course, it is the season finale, the last episode of season one. Uh, what if Killmonger saved Iron Man? And uh, Wait, was this really the season finale? It was. Yeah. Oh, snap. I thought there were 10 episodes per season for some reason. Only six. So. Oh, OK. Yeah, we're done with season one. Uh, the exciting conclusion and uh, of course, you know, if this is your first time joining us, we're here every week reviewing each episode of We Watch. We are the Comics Pals. We do a weekly comic book news show. We review comic books every single week. And uh, when there's an MCU show or property to talk about, we're here to talk about it. So let's dive right into it. Uh, I, you know, you and I, uh, I think we're both in agreement uh, with a lot of the rest of the boys that episode four with Doctor Strange was was probably the strongest episode. I personally feel like this one was nipping at its heels. I feel like this was up in that upper echelon alongside the, you know, like, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord, some of the other, like, higher-tier episodes. I had a lot of fun with this one. So you started the episode with this was the season finale, and then it recontextualized the episode for me where, wow, that was the season finale? That felt kind of flat. I don't know. It didn't... <laughs> it didn't uh, didn't knock my socks off. Really? I'm, I'm interested to talk about that. Cause I think for me, like this one was one that really, really clicked. Cause I think it, it checked a lot of the boxes that the best episodes of this season have for me, where it's, it's the ones that, you know, um, reshuffle pieces in ways that are interesting and unique and have characters who have never met before meet and where you have kind of one small change echo and ripple out in a huge, huge way. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I dug it for that. You know, it's like Killmonger is a character who literally never meets Tony Stark. You know, they've, they've never interacted before um, and, and could never, right? Um, so I, seeing like that kind of angle develop worked for me. And it's funny because there was literally an episode that was a murder mystery and I found the mystery of like, what his end goal was and how he was like trying to play the cards to be like more interesting as a mystery than than the who killed the Avengers one. <laughs> it it like uh, I totally hear what you're saying on it, it having the elements of like a good what if story. Um, I think for me, uh, maybe it was like the Stark stuff. I I don't know. I feel like I've I've gotten my fill of Stark over the over the course of the MCU, and so when like seeing him, it didn't elicit like a oh my god, it's you know it's, it's Tony Stark, it's Iron Man. What if it's like I I didn't necessarily have a, a knee jerk reaction, and I, I didn't really care. And I think that I think that kind of diluted it a bit for me. Killmonger was cool. I think it was interesting to see his sort of his sort of end game there and, and him becoming uh, the, the king of Wakanda. That, like, that, was a, that was a cool story that plays into the Black Panther uh, movie. But for me, having the crossover, I was like, all right, fine. Like, I, I, I see it. I get it. But it didn't, it didn't strike a chord with me. I, find, I think that's so interesting. Like, I, I don't know. I think it ending with an episode that was rooted – uh, in Iron Man 1, like, felt kind of appropriate for that being the end of the season um, to kind mm -hmm. of harken back to the the first MCU movie. Uh, and this is really the only episode that really used Iron Man, you know? Like, he's appeared in other episodes, but it's, like, 
very, very short blips kind of here or there. Um, this was the only one where he was really a major player, and it was such a different version of him that I didn't yeah. feel like it was, oh, like, let's try to, you know, replay the glory days or the greatest hits. It was very much like, you know, um, a real inversion of that character, right? Like, he, it's it's a totally different version of him than the one that we know. Um, and one who kind of flies in the face of of that character's original arc and journey in the first place, you know? And, and I think that's what it was, was that I, I was, if I was going to see Tony, it would have been the Tony that, that grew, the Tony that like really fundamentally changed himself. Cause I think that's a more interesting character than, you know, the playboy, the guy with the money, like, yes, he's still, uh, yes, Tony was still you know, this cocky asshole, but sure. You know, he had his, uh, his end goals were positive and benefited the greater good. Whereas this guy was in it for, you know, whatever it was. Oh yeah. But I, the fame. I found that to be so fun though. Right. Cause it's like, you get to use Interesting. that character in a different way, right? Like he's a piece that we know and we're so familiar with. And I think that's the fun of, of the what if stories, right. Is reshuffling the pieces on the board and, and, you know, playing the game a different way. And like, Killmonger is very much the Killmonger we know, but the fact that <laughs> yeah. Tony isn't the Tony we know makes him somebody who's easily manipulated by Killmonger, right? And, like, he's dead more than halfway... Like, there's more than half the episode left by the time he gets killed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I dug that. Like, I like that he was really kind of used as a plot device, you know? And, like, the character who ushers in the age of, of superheroes, right? Like, never becomes one. And, like, what is that? What does that look like? Um. Yeah, I don't know. And, it definitely worked for me. And and I think the thing is that we saw the murder mystery episode, episode three, where what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? So like, with that implication, I feel like sure we didn't have you know the first hero, but I guess it doesn't matter if we've seen what happens when we lose the rest. Like, we'll we'll need to have you know we need to fight find another set of heroes from here on out. Yeah, potentially. But uh, so like it, it didn't feel like it had as much of an impact for the Avengers as it did. I, I think I think your your point is totally salient that like it didn't start the trend, but I don't think that's it it threw it off its course. Oh, I mean I disagree though. I mean like not to say that because Iron Man doesn't exist, none of the other MCU heroes or no other heroes come up, right? Like that's definitely not the case. Um, yeah. But Iron Man was the first visible superhero in the MCU, right? Like, he wasn't the first, but, you know, Captain America has been dead for, you know, uh, presumed dead for generations. Nobody knew who Ant-Man and Wasp were. Iron Man was a celebrity who became a superhero, right? And, like, ushered in the era of the MCU that we know in that universe, you know? Um, and not to say, right, that, like, there won't be other characters who, like, potentially step in during, like, mm -hmm. the follow-up to this, this episode that they, that they tease at the end. Um, I kind of think that's what Pepper and Shuri are gonna do, or, like, you know, find their own team or whatever and have to take on Killmonger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, like, that's what's, that's what's so cool about it is, for me anyway, right, is that because that fundamental linchpin piece is off the board and that another piece that is a character who comes in way later where like the things that he achieves in this episode couldn't have happened in the MCU that we know because 
the Avengers exist, right? Or right. Tony Stark stopped building weapons. So, like, there's all these different, like, random kind of, like, I, I like the ripples of it all, right? Like, the idea that, like, Tony doesn't go through that event, right? means that he doesn't become Iron Man, which impacts the MCU in all these myriad of ways. But I think, like, more interestingly, he's able to be manipulated and leveraged by a supervillain to build an army of fucking anime mechas, you know? Uh, which <laughs> Some gunpla out there. I loved that joke where he's like, oh, worst case scenario, we make the world's most expensive Gundam model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty uh, good. Kamara's just like, hey, man, I'm just a fan of anime. You know, I'm like, all right, I respect that. Of course he is. <laughs> that tracks. Um, it's just so funny. It's like, it, it totally looked like something out of like a Robotech, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think for me, this one really worked in the same way that those other ones that I called out did because it was, it's all about how something very small is different. And I, mm. I feel like those stories are some of the most interesting ones because, like, you know, we talked about, like, the zombies episode, which, you know, I think we all agreed was a missed opportunity, even if there were elements of it that were fun. Yeah. And I think I think that that, that kind of episode has such a, such a large task because it needs to establish, like, a very different status quo and it needs to you know, not just reshuffle the pieces, but really kind of flip the board and then reestablish itself. Whereas mm -hmm. stuff like this, it's very able to like lean on what you know and what you remember about Iron Man or Black Panther to like create kind of funhouse mirror versions of some of those moments and then follow them through to their natural conclusion, you know, um, or a natural conclusion, I guess I should say. Yeah, like we had that in the first episode where, you know, uh, Captain Carter becomes uh, the the cap of the world. And, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, Steve still remains, you know, the pure hearted person that he was. Yeah. I think that's emblematic of his character. That's fair. Yeah. And I, sure. I think like with this one, what I liked better about it than the Captain Carter episode, which I, I did really like, was the Captain Carter episode was basically just a rehashing of Captain America. With, like, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. one small change. But I like that this episode was more of, like, a synthesis of two different movies that are, like, real, like years apart. And, you know, um, I don't know. Like, I just – it's not the kind of thing I would have thought of, right? Like, to have yeah. the thought of, like, oh, yeah, what if what if Killmonger and Tony became friends, right? Like, that's that's not a question I've ever asked myself. Um, it's apparently it's a power move. Like, it's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah, and, like, I dug it, you know? And, like, even just, like, the way that Killmonger... I mean, Killmonger was such a beloved character, right? Yeah. And, like, it was cool to get to see him again. It was cool to get to see him scheme and, like, you know, play people the way he does. Because, like, there's even the moment where he kills Tony and he's just like, oh, yeah, like, I really hoped I wouldn't have to kill you. And it's like, part of me believes that, you yeah. know? Like, it's like, yeah, like, we were buddies and like, you were useful to me. And if you didn't get in my way, we could have been friends while I took over the world. But... Oh, well, you know, and like, I think it's that element of him that he's like so charming and like suave and has like the ability to sweet talk and trick people. Um, and it's like he is such a bullshit artist right up until he gets found out, you know, um, yeah. which I just I don't know. I, I dug that. I And I dug the way that those characters played off of each other because that being his personality, it makes him a perfect person to take advantage of Tony Stark and his ego, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and I mean, take more than just uh, Tony. I mean, he he plays uh, which one call it? Ugh. Ross. Uh, Rhodes. Oh yeah, yeah, Rhodey. Rhodey um, and Thunderbolt. Basically, plays... everybody but Pepper and Happy. <laughs> yeah, essentially. To- yeah, and Shuri. Totally tricked by this motherfucker. <laughs> and like, that's cool because it it just plays to his character, right? It continues to build the like. We no longer have Killmonger in the MCU, but his mythos is there, yeah. and it builds on that mythos. Like, oh yeah, like this guy is still Maybe conniving. He could come back too now. Yo, that'd that's be crazy. I and you know what the your your theory on like these episodes in like a season two following up this is the strongest example of that like where at the end pepper and sure you're like no we're gonna we're gonna stop this guy we're gonna overthrow this dude (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm like oh oh okay that makes sense then there there has to be like a second thing i think i think it depends on the episode captain carter this one um the avengers like what if he lost the avengers i think zombies doctor strange and maybe t'challa as star lord are probably don't have the same kind of continuity there oh zombies totally sets up a second one remember they're going to wakanda to find the cure that's right that's right yes okay so yeah i feel like i feel like there's maybe one or two episodes of these that probably won't see uh, a, a follow-up in a second season. Um, and and you know what? I think this was the strongest example of it being like, oh, this and last episode were like the strongest examples of there will be a continuation, like tune in next season or something. And, and that had me excited. Yeah, because I, I mean, like I'm excited to get more Killmonger and like I'm I'm excited by the possibility of those characters who are off the board being able to come back and things like that. I don't know. It, there's a lot, there's a lot there, I think. And I, I went into this season like really excited for the show. Like I, I definitely made no bones about the fact that I think in premise, what if was the series I was most excited about. Um, and I feel like with rare exception, I really feel like it delivered, you know, there are one yeah. or two episodes this season that really didn't click for me. And even to say that they didn't click for me is probably harsher criticism than they deserve, right? Like, they were fine. Mm. They were a fine half hour of television, whether or not they were, you know, as electric and memorable as some episodes of some of these shows, right? Whereas, like, for sure. I think the higher echelon episodes have been up there and have been really exciting and fun to get into. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with how this this show ended up playing out and... I'm definitely eager for a season two and to see some of these threads get pulled on a little bit more. Yeah, same. Um, and I, I think I was going to say that this episode is probably the one where I found I had the most gripes with uh, from like the animation perspective. Uh, I, I'm remembering in particular the like bar scene and or the scene where like afterwards Kilmarker gets brought on board and he's uh he gets offered the role for like coo or something and i remember just looking at the background and it looked so like low budget for a second because the figures that were also at the bar were uh it was a silhouette and they were just kind of doing this weird jiggly vibration they weren't actually moving it was they weren't animated it felt like like the the silhouettes were just kind of like Someone dragged it with like a, a they, they took the layer <laughs> they and just, just like, kind of like, like it around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that plus like a few other, I think examples later on, like with the, um, uh, around the Sonic Cannon or something, I feel like I saw some, uh, weirdness with like the shadows and things, 
Um, I think it's similar. This is one like, of the first episodes. I, I sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, I was just gonna like add on to that. I feel like this was one of the ones where like there's two really big battle scenes, and that mm-hmm. it feels like where the budget went. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like the fight with Killmonger against the Mech is really cool, and then yep. the the fight in Wakanda was like crazy, you know. And I I feel like there are smaller moments where you're like ooh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Ran out of budget for this part, okay. <laughs> um, I see we're not trying here. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it is what it is with, with you know, with animated shows, like, sometimes you are going to see that, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's just kind of, like, par for the course because animation's expensive. Um, yep. But hopefully the show is popular enough that maybe they can increase the budgets for season two and, you know, invest a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward for, for more of What If. Um, I, I'm... I don't want to say I'm pleasantly surprised because, like I said, I went in really excited for it, but I think it it ended up exceeding my expectations. I think Mm -hmm. I was willing to give it a lot of rope, and I feel like it really didn't need that much. And the fact that, like, it won over, like, Sean, who I know was really skeptical about it going into it, I think is really cool and and probably speaks to the fact that it it resonated with with a good number of people. Um, It doesn't seem to be quite as popular as the live-action stuff, but, you know. Maybe maybe that will change uh, when season two drops as well. Yeah, for sure. I think there's there's still so much untapped potential here that to think that we couldn't get one of season two or that we couldn't even get something like more cohesive and larger. Like like this will feels like it has the potential to spin off into something even bigger than what was presented here. This felt like a like, you know, the spoons you get when you're trying to taste like a flavor at Ben and Jerry's or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, do you like this? Like. You yeah. Like- it's like, yeah. Hey, you want a scoop now? It's like, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I do. I do actually. <laughs> so uh, why don't you all at home let us know what you thought about season one of what if, um, you know, we, we heard from a bunch of you in the community that you've enjoyed it and that's why we did all these, these reviews. So um, I hope you've enjoyed them and I hope that you'll uh, write in and let us know what you thought about the last episode of What If. Uh, Of course, we'll read your thoughts on the Comics Pals proper, which if this is your first time joining us, like I said, the Comics Pals is a weekly comic book podcast where we get together uh, with our three other co-hosts and we discuss everything that's going on in the world of comic books, uh, news about the industry, you know, um, stuff that's related to the characters and other media and all kinds of stuff. It's kind of like a perfect one-stop shop if you want to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the world of comic books. Um, and it's, it's a great time. I think it'll be worth your time to check it out. And we've also got our Image Comics reviews that come out day and date every Wednesday. We have our uh, everything else, all the reviews we got to pay money for because Image sends us those advanced reviews. Thank you very much. Uh, everything else comes out on Thursdays the next day. So uh, if you are a avid comic book reader and you want it, you like this review and you want to go k- check one of our reviews for our, our polls on what the hottest weekly books are, go check that stuff out. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, we've actually done a ton of other We Watch series. We've done one on every one of the MCU shows that's come to Disney+. Plus. Uh, we did one for, like, Watchmen. You know, we, we've checked out Jupiter's Legacy. So uh, if you want to go, you know, listen to more reviews of ours of uh, other superhero media, we got you covered front, back, and sideways. Um, yeah, and we'll catch you, I guess, for season two of What If. So until uh, the next MCU show, I've been Pete. He's been Marco. We've been the Comics Pals. Catch you next week. See ya. See ya.